0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Maybe Next Year, a podcast that really is going to try and cram it in for the holidays. Here, my name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. And the Bills lost a shit-tastic game, twenty-four to twelve, against the New England Patriots. Uh, we're going to give it a brief recap. Um, I hope, first of all, you know what? Merry Christmas if you if you're celebrating Christmas. We hope you're enjoying your holiday. We all are. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I perpetually thought it was Sunday. So when Paul sent out the text today saying we have to podcast, that's why I was in a grumpy mood because I was completely off schedule. Um, but the Bills also look completely off schedule as well. I mean, they, they, they wasted a you know 13 of 24, 126 yard and two, t- two interception performance by Tom Brady uh, to fall 24, 12, largely because they couldn't stop a running back or running person to save their life. Um, Paul, I'm guessing you watched this game closer than any of us. Could you give us your thoughts on the game? Um, yes. And, I, I, and, yes. I, I did
1: watch it closely. I will admit, at points, as things got bad, I was drawn uh, in like a child, actually watching a game at a bar for most to be able to nice. turn my
2: head to the left to there A UFO landing? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's
1: crazy. We got our first UFO sighting here on the podcast. What
0: happened? Like, I, is know. There...
1: I think that was an electronic noise. I don't even think that was where any of us are.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't wow. hear it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put my mic on mute in case it's like, as I was telling the boys, I'm I'm in the Indiana night. I'm just outside in Indiana. So maybe there's, you know, they're looking for cows to beam up. So I'll right. put my mic, <laughs> mic on mute while you're talking. on the sorry. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: Those could be Alien Frank that we're talking to on this pod. So, uh, yeah. So it was, I, I was tempted by the allure of occasionally putting my head to the left and watching some of the other games that uh, were more interesting very quickly. But yeah, I watched... Every play of this game, for better and for worse, and mainly for worse. This was, as Frank alluded to, you know, really one of the most frustrating games I've watched. And, and you could tell if you were following along with me on Twitter, I'm usually not drinking all that much during the game. I was drinking a fair bit during the game. And my tweets just got more and more agitated because I feel like this was, this opportunity was there in this game. We all thought, you know, the Patriots have looked a little bit weaker As this season has gone on, they no longer look like that elite team. You know, the Bills could take advantage of a poor New England team and really make this a good, solid, competitive game. And sure enough, New England threw every opportunity at them to, you know, have them take advantage of the mistakes. They had three turnovers within the first, you know, 31 minutes of the game, essentially trying to hand the Bills points. The Bills came out of that, I believe, with a whopping three points. Uh, off the turnovers they couldn't do anything offensively the run defense was frustrating I read Jordan Poyer brought up something in the interview I forgot which is that the Patriots now have Ramon Humber so he pretty much knows exactly how the Bills run defense is is designed he said that was to their advantage but even still you know yes Matt Milano was out but it's not like the greatest players in all of Bill's defensive history were out yet that's how the Patriots made it look Tremaine Edmonds Looked like he was 20 years old, which of course he is, but he, he didn't look like his usual self. Star Delaley, who's usually good at, you know, maintaining his gap and making sure no one's running up the middle, couldn't seem to hold his ground very well, and that led to a lot of running up the middle. The linebackers, who were essentially waiting for the Bills' defensive line to swallow up players, you know, was a game to play and making tackles. It was, it was literally the point. I think I might have even tweeted this, where I wondered. Why the New England Patriots were really even bothering to pass. I felt like they could run it every down, gain yards, take time off the clock and keep the bills offense off the field and keep their own defense rested. So that I think maybe Tom is like, no, let me, let me have some passes. And they would promptly seemingly turn it over or commit a penalty or do something that that would put them back. But despite all of the the things New England did wrong, what Buffalo did wrong was, was worse. They, they couldn't do, anything at all on the offensive side of the ball. Not run it, not pass it, nothing. And for a lot of the – this week I became especially conscious on Twitter of everyone has their narrative that they just want to come true. And this is no surprise to anyone who's ever read Twitter or existed in the world in 2018 or done either of those things really. And it's clear who the pro-Allen people are and the anti-Allen people. And I like to think that the three of us aren't really – In any fully embedded in any of those categories, we can sway week to week. And this is one week we're just watching him play. His performance was so frustrating. I saw so many people defend some of the drops that he had. Like they they were there. There were some drops, some plays that should have been made. But at the same time, again, he was there were plays he should have put a little more touch on the ball instead fired it through people's hands, which, again, is some of those players' fault. Uh, but there were other times you just plain missed those two interceptions were terrible they were really ugly interceptions they weren't where you can say oh bad pattern tipped ball this that they were just bad throws so this was a bad week for Josh and I'm really interested in seeing how he responds next week to that I want to talk too much more about this game I, I think we'll probably have to discuss Charles Clay in that situation at some point but I think we'll move on to, to Scott and see what your
2: thoughts are Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. Obviously not a fun game to watch. I did watch like about three quarters on the, on the replay that I was kind of like, whatever, this is pointless. Um, the, yeah, no, I mean, obviously as Paul said, f- super frustrating. I think I was, you know, I agree. Obviously the Pats did not look great. Um, Bills could not really cash in. Um, concerned by the lack of the um, Sean McCoy. I mean, I think we'll, Maybe we'll get to him in a minute, but I think mm-hmm. the the concern um, of just not having any sort of run game is is disconcerting. I mean, I guess that Keith Ford comes in and does some nice things for for thirty three yards on seven carries, but that strikes me as kind of a not not something that you can a take to the bank uh, or b is you know really some, you know basically something that you we're not going to build the offense around that certainly. Um, so that's not great, obviously. We have a lot of young guys. I get that this is all part of the, you know, play for next year kind of approach. So I'm not going to get too bent out of shape. Um, but at the same time, it is, it is frustrating because, you know, it just would have been nice to beat New England. I mean, in a game that mattered to England because they definitely needed this game. They needed to win uh, to clinch the division and to stay in the race for the first round <coughs> by, which in previous years they had already locked up at this point. So yeah, it's, um, it's frustrating that we didn't get it, but ultimately like and it, treating this anything more as a, you know, a, a full 60 minute practice for the entire team um, to get ready for next season is, is probably putting too much into it. Yeah. I, th- I,
0: I think I kind of agree. And it's an example of, you know, probably Belichick out coaching McDermott and, you know, a reminder that even without Brady playing well, they're not without, without Brady playing well, they're not, imp- they're not perfect, but they, they mm-hmm. aren't, um they aren't wishy-washy either so they have some chops left um typical Belichick right you know goes with something that you don't expect and then all of a sudden you know runs up a couple hundred yards on the ground um I didn't watch very
1: generous because I think they finished with what like 272 almost yeah right on the ground
0: right well I I did to be fair I didn't watch very much of the game I was enticed I, I tried to find a sports bar um, but the one I knew about was closed and I didn't want to go to another one. And then by the time I found one, it was the third quarter and they were, you know, they were, it was one of those, you know, 24, 12, they, they hadn't yet put up their garbage time touchdown. So it wasn't out of hand yet, but you, you could tell that it was over. Um,
1: Which reminds I'll me, talk- I meant to arrive at the top. Thanks shore break in Virginia beach for, you know, supporting our podcast. I had tweeted, they, they, uh, retweeted with comments and welcomed us to their bar. So they were they were very good hosts, and the Patriots fans there were not total dicks, and they really, really could have been. In fact, probably should have been. But but uh, it was a they nice comp
0: game. you any drinks, Paul?
1: They did not. No, it was not as nice as the ball Bank for last
0: year. Yeah, right. Yeah. To hell with them. <laughs> Let them burn. Um, I, I'll I'll talk about Charles Clay being inactive, which I felt like is a little surprising but not really like it's one of those things that made me say oh and then like the moment i got past the letter h in the word oh i realized like no that makes sense like what's he even doing why do we care um the thing that i think a lot of people um might not have even noticed i don't know that they said it on the broadcast and i certainly know that some people were surprised to have even found out about it after the game was that mccoy didn't start the game you know quote unquote start the game um based on a i guess a uh, kerfuffle with him and the coach, some sort of disagreement. I think was his words. Um, Paul has the word disciplined yes. in there, um, and but and that's you the word know.
1: That Sean used too. So I think it's safe okay. to use that term.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, he still had you know six carries for nine yards, and so I think that that's typical levels of production for him at this point anyway. So it's not like he was missed um, in a way. I don't really think anything changes with him starting. So I. I don't know. And and if a particular running back isn't on the field for the first series, I guess it makes, you know, if it's if it's LaShawn McCoy two years ago, maybe. But LaShawn McCoy this year, especially at this point in the season, I, I, I would not have even noticed. Um, so, Scott, do you make anything of, of I, I think the McCoy one's a little more interesting than the Clay one? Clay, I think, clearly is done. McCoy should be done, but I think there's evidence that he might be kept. But Scott, why don't you get us started on this and then Paul and then. Yeah. Briefly,
2: yeah. I mean, I think it's it's it is interesting. I mean, the again, we, we talked about this earlier in the season, and and my concern was that McDermott had this idea that McCoy was enough of a character guy to keep him around, um, and then he evidently disciplines him for something, and then is still like proudly keep you know flying the flag of you know he's got more to play today you know like he's he's a part of the solution kind of he's you know he he, we just you know he's just going to get back on track and everything's going to be fine and there's been no evidence of that at all for mccoy this year they had one decent game against the jets and literally everything else has been terrible from him this year so um i don't and it's like if he was 25 or 26 maybe you could say you know i don't know he lost you know he he something going on in his personal life, or maybe he was nagging injury that no one was knowing about or something like that. But, you know, at this point, it just seems like he just doesn't have a step anymore. And to consistently support him in public, I get that. Like, you can't, um, I guess it seems as though when there are people who are going to get thrown under the bus or not people who are going to get thrown under the bus, but really anybody is going to get talked about. It'll be, um, you know we make all personnel decisions at the end of the year we review the entire organization end to end every year and you know Lashawn will get evaluated something like everyone else i I don't think that that would be asking too much but he he clearly chose not to do that and and yeah it's 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 remarkable to me because i don't know how you could look at his cap number and his production and say that that makes sense for 2019 but i mean uh yeah clay is certainly not surprising and and Good thing that we found out that Jason Krum can catch the ball but just can't hold on to it, so figured that out. Yeah, that play, I mean, hey. I, mean
1: too, I feel like we all want, and correct me if I'm wrong, but even Sal Nairana, who I rarely agree with, had noted, like, the whole time, he's like, he's, he's going to fumble this, isn't he? Like, just the way he was, he was holding it, he was going, it was very in the in the Pats opener back in 2008, I guess. It would have been or 2009, the Monday night game. And I thought, yeah, this is uh, he's going to the crowd. He doesn't care about the fact that he has the ball dangling. He's trying to just gain more yards, and he's going to lose the ball. It got to the point where I was actually looking around him thinking, maybe a bill could recover. That was – before he even fumbled it, that was my hope. Um, But, yeah, it was – I mean, my feelings are largely the same. I think we did kind of wonder about Clay being done or not. Was he going to be a cap casualty next year? Clearly the bills are going to be willing to eat, you know, $4.5 million to get him – off the roster because you're not going to pay nine million dollars for him to be on your roster when he is to the point where they don't even think he's backup material at this point, they're going to make him inactive and give the younger guys a look. So, yeah, probably not as much to assess. It was a disappointing tenure, blah blah. We'll talk about all that in the offseason. McCoy, is, is Scott mentioned, this one is the more interesting one that because, yeah, you he's not a young guy, he's not 25 26, but he's also proven a ton in his career. Now is he at the point where it's like, yep, he's hit 30. This production's going to go down. Or does he have a Frank Gore amount of capability left where he actually can be quite good still if he has anything resembling a decent offensive line, which he doesn't. I mean, they, they benched, uh, what's his name? What? Benched Wyatt Teller for several series after just mm-hmm. putting him in against the Jets a few weeks ago and, and had like Bodiger take a bunch of snaps in his place. Like, Clearly, there is a ton to do on the offensive line. And that reminds me, I saw a video today of Eric Wood dunking. Imagine six leg surgeries, you're a football center, and you can dunk. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But we miss him, and we miss any capable (laughs) offensive lineman because it is just really depressing. And we certainly can't make, you know, the reason we're just speculating on McCoy is as to whether he's really, you know, he's hit the wall and it's over or if he can be successful next year and have a great comeback season. Is because this line is so terrible right now. It's it's really tough to assess anything. But I'll be interested. I think we'll know more in the, the off season after, free agency in the draft if they are in fact planning to move on from him or if uh, they have a bigger role for Keith Ford in mind. But maybe we'll maybe we'll also learn more on Sunday. We'll see what they do against the, the Finns in the run game.
0: Yeah, it it it'd be strange if um like I, if he if he, doesn't start again. I think it'd be strange if he came back next year, but not impossible. I mean. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the Bills at 5 and 10 are going to be locked into third place in the East, uh, behind Miami, ahead of the Jets, obviously behind the Patriots. Um, Ooh, did
1: I to put three stars? Oh, no, I put three stars.
0: In the no, box. you put three stars after that. But I, I think we're only going to mention mention um, right. that Paul points out. We, we can figure out all the opponents except one. But let's let's table that for next week when it's actually the offseason. Um, but it's good to note that we are, you know, getting locked in. Um, and in fact, fans can go and look up what next year's schedule will be and maybe jot down some suggestions for Scott to ignore as to the fantasy schedule that we do in the off offseason. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I, with, with uh, Scott at mention, let's get to three stars and then we're going to we're going to zoom right to this day in Bill's history because it's a short mm-hmm. pod this week.
2: Uh, yeah, we're going to do three stars. We're going to start with an honorable mention. Uh, honorable mention, it was very like you could go either way with this. One of these guys ended up uh, with a star. I'll, I'll tip you to that. Uh, but Lorenzo and Alexander, again, continuing to do yeoman's work for the Bills. I gave the honorable mention to Jordan Poyer. Um, again, you could have gone either way. He did have a sack, he had seven tackles, he had the interception. So, again, Another good day from him. Really great hands and awareness on the interception off of the Gronkowski tip at a very kind of critical point of the game that really could have helped the bills out a lot. Of course, the bills did nothing with it. And uh, that was uh, pretty standard. But, uh, you know, still it's good play by Jordan. Um, Your third star goes to the sun uh 93 million miles away continuing to burn uh you know and and you know as my son will tell you you know pretty much repeatedly you know you could fit you know hundreds of planets inside the sun because it's so big um and because it's so big and the amount of light and energy that it puts out it's able to affect even sporting contests played during daytime in New England on Sundays uh, when it successfully uh, prevented the uh, – made a major pass breakup, uh, getting in the way of Robert Foster, catching a pass in which he had broken past Stephon Gilmore and was racing to the end zone uh, with a Josh Allen touchdown, only to be uh, swatted away by the long reach of the, uh, of the sun.
1: Our I feel like that was God's way of telling us that moment. Like, you, you guys really <laughs> should stop watching that. You guys you – guys That be- was the first quarter, and we should have all been like, that's, that's a, literally a sign
2: from above. You're, you're still rooting for the Bills, guys. Come on. Let's, yep. let's, let's bring it in. Um, so, yeah, third star goes to the Sun. Uh, second star, again, not often that the Sun doesn't... I get... just
0: want to point... I, okay, go. you're, you're going to say what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: you had it all peed up, so please go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, it's just, it's just... You know, in its own solar system, here's the Sun finishing third in the star competition. Just... Entirely again, unfair.
2: Again, it, <laughs> again. Normally, it comes out on top in my star rankings outside of the podcast. But in this, but in this particular case, uh, Lorenzo Alexander had a better game. I'm just gonna say he's more consistent throughout I mean, the entire game. The world as long,
1: long as we strategy, all agree, but is that really a positive at this point? You I know, think as long
0: I think as long as we all agree that like overall the universal rankings right now are our sun, then the North Star one two. And then I think we can argue about what the third most important star in the universe is to us. But I mean, it's got to right. go Sun one, North Star two.
2: North Star two, and then getting hit by a bus, and then
0: and seeing ride. stars.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: you no, know, and I
2: like your also universal rankings. Like, right, uh, quite literally. Uh, <laughs> the puns <the laughs> never stop on You can join us on our next podcast, maybe next Celestial Object. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, second star Lorenzo Alexander, 15 tackles, uh, tackling machine, um, and had to do a lot covering, uh, was it Edelman? Was he was covering most of the time? I felt like, yeah, he was covering Edelman quite a bit, which was, which is a tough draw. Um, and obviously like Edelman had him on a couple of those, but in general, Edelman was pretty much held in, held in, held in, um, held in check except for that bullshit, uh, whatever the fuck it was touchdown where he landed on Bush, (laughs) but then like got up and kept running and no one blew the play dead again. Something that happens to the Patriots and never, never happens to them. Like it's just right. Um, Anyway, so that was, uh, but Alexander not involved in that play. Otherwise maybe he gets the uh, honorable mention and uh, what's his face gets this, gets the uh, star. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then uh, your first star goes to Sony Michelle former Georgia product, 18 carries, 116 yards. You could have given it to the multi-headed Sony Cordero, James, Rex, Michelle Patterson, White, Burkhead, uh, running back, quadrilateral of death um, from mm-hmm. right now. So I'll just give it to Michelle. He definitely had the best day. And, and 18 for, for 116 and a touchdown is pretty good most of the week. Um, and uh, certainly enough to beat the Bills on Sunday. Um, is uh, a frustrating day. Um, And as I put on Facebook, again, like the amount that the Bills invested in the defense in the offseason with Murphy and um, uh, Trent Murphy, um, you know, bringing Jordan Phillips in the middle of the season, guys who are supposed to clog the middle and clean up the run game, it still cannot get the job done. And it's just, you can't. Like it's one thing to say, well, you didn't stop Brady from throwing for three hundred yards and, and four touchdowns. Like that stuff happens. Like that's that's how they run their offense. He's been doing that to everybody. But to just go out there and not even not even slow down the running attack for New England, just, just super disappointing and very very disconsolate for a team that's supposed to be hanging its hat on this defense this season and in seasons to come.
1: So, right. And I feel like they always do this with no name running back. And I I, I shouldn't. Classified Mikage is necessarily a no-name running back, but he's. I feel like this is the third running back the Bills have allowed to have a big game against them, whose name was some combination of a Japanese electronics company and a Frenchman's first name. <laughs> like, I think mean, Kitachi Henry had a, a big game against the Bills uh, not that long ago.
0: Right. Um, so, who you could know, forget the Who could forget the classic Nintendo um, Le Pond game? I mean, he was. Oh yes. Yeah.
1: Or Panasonic Pierre. Man, that yeah. guy, that guy, unstoppable.
0: <laughs> Yakuza, <laughs> Germain, Saint Marie, a <laughs> card.
1: Oh boy, that was that was so so tough watching the AI. Scott Scott Scott's depressing yeah. analysis is good for off season talk to As so I'm putting this yes. in my my well, no, they
0: do memory. they do. The thing is they, they tend to have a no name running back work because Tom Brady's also having an excellent game, and so like you can't really like handle all the stuff. And then all of a sudden this running back just like slices you because you're, you're so busy trying to cover, you know, these five yard slants that you, you can't cover the running back. And today it was just, it was just, or Sunday. That's, was just a nightmare. Yeah. You're still stuck on Sunday. And
2: that is part of the, and that's partially also Belichick knowing that the marginal value of a LaShawn McCoy in his prime or a Le'Veon Bell in his prime is only 10 or 15% more valuable than the guy you can get off the bus from, you know, you know, Paducah and, and you won't have to pay that
0: guy 15 or $20 million a year. Right. If you you block, well, you're going to get the first six yards. And so, you
2: know, the four or five, it's not that hard. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Well, as we said, it's a it's an abbreviated holiday episode. There wasn't a lot of news anyway, um, to, to go over. So we're gonna go right to this date in Bill's headlines, which makes me feel like I need a segment because we're doing, you know, your big segment and then now Paul's big segment, and I just sort of direct traffic here. So I need my breakout role. I got to figure something. So you're, out You're for that.
1: the behind-the-scenes guy that does well. Speaking of podcasts, thanks to uh, Cassie, interacted with us on Facebook. She actually laughed at Scott's uh, hilarious joke, and I did want to thank Orlando on on Twitter uh, for interacting with me when I was in a drunken rage after the game. So much appreciated. All right, on we go to this day in Bills headlines. Where are my notes? This guy, oh, thank God, I almost lost my notes. This would be tragic. All right, first off off the bat. We do want to recognize today as being December 26th and why that is important. The Bills won the AFL championships in 1964 and 1965 on this very day. So the last two titles the Bills have won of a football league were on this day 53 and 54 years ago. So a historic day. It's worth bringing up because we're about to go through some depressing ass headlines. And (laughs) this bill... You know, have that in the back of your head that 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 was a good thing that happened on this day. All right, here we go. It's 2017, overlooked blank made his presence known against Sa, but can he do it again? So we're looking at a, mm. an offensive lineman here. Eric Wood said, "I thought he did well as a line." We give a guy like that a lot of attention.
2: Uh, John Miller.
1: Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's that'd uh, be a good guess, but it's not correct. I was trying to I was trying to figure out a you're on you're in the right card, you're in the interior line, which is good.
0: I'll go with Richie.
1: Richie, good old Richie. Boy, you've guessed the two who it wasn't. It's the other interior lineman, Vlad Dukas.
2: <laughs> Eric Wood talking about himself.
1: Yep. It was yep. Ducas was like the only other person who started on the interior line last year. that was not Eric Wood nor John Miller nor Richie Incognito. <laughs> So, oh, so I feel this, this is the ominous start. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> all right, and that's it for this day in Bills history. <laughs> how do you, uh, the preview for the, the Bills Dolphins game? Oh boy, Bills <laughs> yeah. are
0: gonna get killed because no one cares. <laughs> Good night, everyone.
2: Uh, all right. we're done. All right. <laughs> No, let's, um, let's okay. Come let's do on. one or two more and see all how right. it goes. Yeah, you you it can't get any worse, right?
1: We're just yeah. I can't imagine it can. <laughs> no. All right, 2016.
2: Video shows Oh, Sorry, I just have to do one joke. Sure. What's the answer? Bill's quarterback.
1: Glad <laughs>
2: Okay. Starting Bill's quarterback, blank, plays football game. Frank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, I know this one. Is it Thad Lewis? <laughs> okay, all right, I'm done. Okay, Paul, right. sorry. We're good. It was, it was no, that's, that's all right. That was, that was hilarious. All right,
1: 2016. Video shows Buffalo Bills blank headbutting Dolphins special teams coordinator.
0: How do I not know? <laughs> but this? you
1: think about that it says earlier this season he headbutted Cincinnati Bengals offensive lineman Jake Fisher and he was penalized 15 yards and last season he'd headbutted Giants offensive tackle Eric Flowers.
2: Do we had a serial headbutter on the team that I wasn't informed. <laughs> we, I
1: wasn't. we still do have a serial headbutter on the team. Oh
0: my god. Okay, what? so he's a oh defensive player. <laughs> oh my god, is he a special teamer or is he a de- a defensive player? He's a
1: defensive player.
0: Okay, um, it's not, it's not like Jerry, is it? Jerry? Oh,
1: Hughes. you got it. It is Jerry. Oh, is
0: well done. Sir. I just like he gets penalized all the time, but I can't remember him headbutting. Oh my god. <laughs> I almost uh, guessed the IKM finale because I'm like, I know he assaulted a person. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a variety of, 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 right. of butters. <laughs> okay. All right. Good guess by me.
1: Guess. Yes. Well done. All right. We're back on track. All right. 2011 blank shines on defense. Now this is a quote here from <laughs> Spencer. Yeah. We'll give context because although in 2011, no one really shined on the defense. So it's, it's depressing um but this play he made a great play to help with a spencer johnson pick six spencer johnson says he did a heck of a job on the backside pursuing tebow and coming around he hit his hand 20. on the ball popped it up in the air i was in the right place at the right time i caught it and there was no one in front of me now this the player who, who tipped it uh was also someone who is probably most known in his long yet extremely uneventful career for the bills tipping a Tony Romo pass in the air, grabbing it, and then right into the end zone. Hmm. So he's a serial tipper, not unlike the serial headbutter of Jerry Hughes.
0: Any guesses, Scott? Um, 2011,
2: defender rushes the passer and tips, passes, and intercepts them. Uh, Uneventful career right Love not one. like
1: yep. a, I'm uh, sure we mentioned him on the segment before
0: uh oh it's not it's the not Aaron Schobel. it's the other one
1: Bro, no, no Aaron is a good one no. No. Right, you know I'm saying? it's not Aaron
2: and denny was gone by then chris kelsey Kel-
1: chris kelsey there we go
0: that's wow. what i meant it's not aaron shovel it's the other one
1: <laughs> well aaron was good though i feel like kelsey and denny are the pair that comes together they're, they're like you know
0: right the, to me in my Simon mind i have our
1: uncle of the the duo oh no they well they weren't really that good
0: right to so me aaron the is, David. is like the they're good David. one and then kelsey and denny are like the the, the other two so yeah. yeah, you're right. I could have said not Denny, but the other one. Okay,
1: right. If, if this is like Destiny's Child, Chobo is Beyonce, and right. Kelly is probably Michelle Williams, and uh, and Kelly Rowland is is Ryan Denny.
0: Yeah, I'll, well, well, Chris Kelsey I mean, might I be Wendy like, Williams. I don't know. Like,
2: <laughs> I feel Like Kelly Rowland had a better second career though. But I don't. You know, you could go either way. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be our, that's We'll say that's
0: a good off-season problems. topic, right? Yeah.
1: All right, uh, 2010. Uh, there's a game today. The Bills lost to the Pats 34 to three that day. Mm. I'm not even going to talk about that game, except to note the Pats' kickoff returns that day were handled by a former Bill and a future Bill. Named either one of these gentlemen.
0: Wow, what year again? 2000. It's been
1: 2010. The former Bill. It was a running back. From the early 20 aughts, who stuck around in the league for a while. And the other guy was a wide receiver who I believe was on the team as recently as last year. I will double check that.
2: Uh, he was,
1: yes. He actually plays for New Orleans now, and he was with the Bills. Um, so,
0: 2010, I feel like that's the the no name <laughs> wide receivers, right? It's like David Nelson, right, Donald that would, Jones. were Bills players at that time, but these were looking for guys Right, who Pats at that time, Right. They would have been Pats at the time, so that's not going to help me.
2: So, a Bills running back from the early 2000s, I will.
0: Well, the, the Dolphins. In this okay, career. so not Antoine Smith.
2: Yeah, that's what I, I was going yeah. about. Return kicks.
0: Um, oh. Let's see. Was
2: it? Was it? Was wasn't there like a? It's not fast, Freddie. No, that no because yeah, was, Jonathan
0: Smith was. fast Jonathan Freddy. Smith
1: played in this game, by the way, but that's, that's but not. But he was a Bill there. at this point. Yeah, right. all he's right.
0: That's Freddie Johnson. Running
1: back Smith. had 488 yards on 134 carries across four seasons for the Bills. He also had four seasons for the Patriots, where he rushed for 1486 yards, so 998 mm. more yards as a Patriot than a Bill in the same number.
0: Sammy Morris?
1: Sammy Morris. There yes. we go.
0: Wow. Okay. And I, I don't think we're going to get the other one, so feel free. No, the other
1: one is Brandon Tate.
0: Brandon With Tate. The wise receiver. Y- Brandon year. Tate. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. We got there. 2008, the there's, there's no question for this year, but I do want to point out the, he- the headline, Bill's need to change approach and take pass-catching tight end in draft was a headline. Mm-hmm. Ten years, how, how not far we've come. Brandon
0: right. Pettigrew, right? That was the, like Brandon Pettigrew. That
1: would have been Brandon Pettigrew year. Yeah, wait. Nicely done. Um, all right, 2006.
0: I could name all sorts of people we should have taken. <laughs> yeah. You could, yeah. Why don't people
2: just wait till the draft is over and then pick the good players? Jeez.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, the draft. I can't wait for draft talk because we're going to – I would love to listen to some You of won't have draft. to. No. <laughs> Uh, 2006, Blank's stay could end Sunday. Blank considers himself one of the league's elite cornerbacks and expects his next contract to reflect that status. Champ Bailey set the standard when he signed a seven-year, $63 million contract that included an $18 million bonus with Denver in 2004.
0: This is a this is, 2006 headline. This
2: is career. Clements, right? Clements, Nate Clements. Yeah. All right. I
0: was going to say McGee, but think, yes, Clements is the, big is the deal. He one. went to
2: the Niners, if I recall. Yeah. Yep, he
0: did. made
1: it, made it look easy. All right, this one's for Frank. We're going to go back to 2003. All right. Van Miller seeks blank as his successor.
0: Oh, John Murphy.
1: John Murphy. Didn't even hesitate. Yep. Miller says, I think it makes all the sense in the world. You'd replace one familiar voice with another familiar voice. And I know Murphy will do a fantastic job. We could devote a whole (laughs) podcast of Frank talking about John Murphy.
0: Yeah, the state radio that is John Murphy now. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, I'm. This is a night. We're going to go back to 1988. This I had to pick this headline because it's the only one I'll probably ever pull out of the Altoona Mirror that I stumbled across. Mm, wow. So this isn't a player. This is a team. So wild card win earns blank a trip to Buffalo. So who did the Bills oh, say the wild card round? Is be?
0: it the Buffalo Bills?
1: Well, the Buffalo Bills. They, this team. Well, they were already in Buffalo, so they didn't have to earn a trip to Buffalo
0: yeah but if they didn't make the playoffs they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been in it. I feel like this is the right answer. <laughs> now, there was a time when
1: the bills used to make the playoffs every year so this was you know Wait, not
2: so was it was
1: it 98 So you're looking at pre- Super Bowl era but barely you did have all the stars Kelly Thomas Reed, uh, Bruce Smith
2: was it um,
0: Jacksonville?
1: Nope Jacksonville not yet in existence in 88.
0: Yeah, 80, still, 88, oh, 88. Like, yeah, no, 98 would be post-Super Bowl. 88 yeah. is, oh, it's the Browns or the Broncos, and I'm guessing it's the Browns because Altoona's closer Altoona's to Cleveland. Close to the- so, yeah,
1: It is I'm, the Houston Oilers, believe it or not.
0: The Houston Oilers. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. It was odd that they reported that in the uh, Altoona mirror, but, but they did, and I felt like I had to mention that. And when I mentioned Bruce Smith, I forgot to tell you guys, when we were in Virginia Beach, uh, my wife sat on a bench, and we looked who it was donated by. And it was donated by Bruce Smith. So well,
0: there you go. Yeah, because he's from there. That's right. Beach, yeah. they, they did. They beat. They beat Houston that year, right? And they then did. They... Yeah,
1: they beat them, and then they went to Cincinnati for the AFC title game, and
0: yeah, there was. Lost. That's
1: another game to discuss sometime. There so, I feel yeah.
2: like. I feel like that's a future this day in Bill's history. On yeah. December twenty fourth, twenty eighteen, <laughs> Zandria and I sat on a bench. <laughs> Who donated that bench?
1: I feel like sharing this photo with you guys. He's now, a former bill.
2: <laughs>
0: He's a former bill who was also a bill. <laughs> All
1: right, you guys, you guys have asked for it, and as we as we finish this day in Bill's headlines, uh, you are both going to be texted um, uh, the the picture of Zandra sitting on the bench. All right, anyway, I seem to have shut down my phone trying to do that, and the sirens are going off. So that's my signal to move it along. So we're going to do a rapid, not even rapid fire, 2004. There was a game this day, we're just going to run through a bunch of things about this, both headlines and players, and anything you guess you can consider really just a bonus. So uh, that's what we'll do here. All right, here we go. 2004. The headline is blank, not Drew Brees, is League's best comeback story. Says the reason Blank deserves the award is this. Breeze almost lost his job with the Chargers. Blank almost lost his career to the catastrophic knee injury he suffered in January 03. Blank had a bad year in 03. Or Breeze had a bad year in 03. Blank couldn't even play in
2: 2003.
0: Um, uh, I don't know, but he probably shouldn't have been MVP or All comeback right, player because I, mean, I can't. Uh, pass. Was, uh, his
1: catastrophic knee injury was not with the Bills, if that helps.
2: Okay.
0: In oh, fact, dear, was, nice.
2: Ooh,
1: good guess because he had a catastrophic knee injury. The player was in college at the time.
0: Willis McGahey.
1: Willis yeah. There we there go. There we go. Well done. All right, so good job, Frank. All right, now also in in this on this day, the Bills beat the 49ers forty-one to seven. The Bills were a 10-point road favorite because that happens nowadays. Yep. <laughs> so you know this was a while ago, and they, they, they came through, and they, they won it big. All right, so here's the, uh, the question. Now, the, besides McGee, who broke 100 yards that day. Another Bills player came within seven yards of having what would have been his only 100-yard game. Any chance you can name this Bills backup running back?
0: can't be travis henry even though he was the running back no, before
1: he had a good amount of games yeah this guy was a backup right. for two seasons with the team don't think he ever even hit the 200 yard mark in a season in either of his mm. years so this was like his one He was a key special teamer though he was the guy who would primarily carry the ball when mcgay he was out uh, uh
2: japanese prime minister shinzo abe oh uh, that was my guess
1: shinzo, now if you you got almost the first name right, and all you really had to do was say the last name you can guess for seventy percent of these.
2: Johnson. Sh- Shinzo Williams.
1: Williams, very good. Shinzo Shinzo Shaw Shinzo Williams. Ah, Shaw Williams. Williams.
2: Williams.
1: Yep. All right. And then the the very last question for this day in Bill's headlines, which I've partially mailed in clearly, you can tell today.
0: You're fine. You <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. And mail stopped on this podcast. Mail holiday. <laughs> this podcast
2: is in federal government <laughs> shutdown mode. Yeah, we are <laughs> shut
1: out. This is a federal government podcast, which is why we're probably going to be fine even for trying to work. Together.
2: You right. can expect that.
1: All right. This player in this game against the Niners had his only ever TD pass with the Bills, and it was the last of his 31 career touchdown passes
0: of uh,
2: was Van two
1: for three for 66 yards in this game. Van Pelt? Nope. Good guess. He would play. In fact, yeah, because he was – yeah, Van Pelt was still on the team. At, no, he was just off the team at this point. Van Pelt's last year was 3 <laughs> So you're mm-hmm. the right era. This guy was known – he was a starter for a while for Washington, <laughs> but you may remember him.
0: Todd that. Collins.
1: Yep. And that was a good guess because he was oh. also – he came in the league with the Bears where Todd Collins also ended up. Um. Yeah, he had third. He had 19 touchdowns with the the Bears, 11 with Washington, and one with Buffalo. He had 15 starts for the Bears, seven with Washington, and zero with Buffalo. He appeared in three Man. games
2: for the Bills. Robert Griffin the third
1: Rg three.
0: JP Lossman.
1: <laughs> All right. I'll feel, no, I feel like give yeah, one more actual hint, and then we'll just get in college. Right. Uh, Florida Gator. He may have won oh. a national. Gotta look at it though.
2: Um.
0: It was that. It wasn't. It was Grossman.
1: No, good guess for Grossman. Come on. Good. Sorry.
0: Oh. No, Rex Grossman had way more many touchdowns than thirty-one. Uh, or at least that many starts with the the Bears. I think he was um, a
1: teammate. Of, no, I was going to say he was a teammate of Emmett Smith, but he came just after Emmett Smith to Florida.
2: Oh, okay. So then yeah,
0: I got nothing. Uh, Werfel. Uh, oh, you said
1: we full, and they were there at the same time. You're getting getting closer. I feel we're going to have to give it. Japanese just, Prime
0: Minister Shinzo Abe.
1: He's <laughs> in prison right now. All right. It's uh, Shane Matthews is the Shane correct
0: name. Oh, that's right. He was a quarterback for a hot minute for Buffalo. He served uh, uh,
1: three months in prison earlier this year for his involvement in a Florida health care insurance scam. <laughs> so that's that's what you what? know.
0: There you wow. go. It, ha- it hasn't felt like a proper This Day in Bill's Headlines without anybody dying or going to jail. So Yeah,
1: yeah, we had to have a, a prison story. I want to do death because it is Christmas and, you know,
0: I already watched Scrooge. Right. So that was
1: as dark as I want to get at Christmas time. So, yeah, uh, that right. was This Day in Bill's, Bill's Headlines, Boxing Day edition.
0: Boxing Day edition. Very good. Um, who's going to win the Dolphins-Bills game and what's the score, Paul?
1: Um, who's gonna care is the question. Uh yes. I say I will say the the favored bills are gonna win this game. Oof. And I will say I have to pick a scorigami, and I will say they win it 14 to 4.
0: Okay. Scott, the double safety and two touchdown game. Can you beat match or beat that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will say the Bills win. Essentially, they're in preseason mode, so I'll pick a preseason score. Bills win 63-4. Uh,
1: that's also a score got me, by the way. So
2: that's, I knew well, you didn't have to tell me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, Josh Allen throws for 500 yards and runs for another 200.
0: <laughs> uh, since there's a chance we might watch this game together, I'm going to say it's going to finish 5-4 to Miami. And... <laughs> We're all going to be very upset that we watched it. Um, so, uh, and the bills will solidify their top, you know, six draft pick or whatever. No, it'll, um, be,
2: it'll still be, we'll lock down number 10 somewhere. <laughs> Somehow yeah.
0: we'll still be 10th. That's, <laughs> we'll be that's like,
1: what's going to happen. Like i see no, they can finish as high as fourth, as low as 12th. Right. I'm like, they're going to be 10th. That's, that's just right. Going, so.
0: Yeah. There'll be like, there'll be nine stud players. And then one guy who's like, eh, he's a bit of a risk. <laughs> <laughs> There's this Tweener, this guy that plays wide receiver and tight end and <laughs> also maybe a little guard, but or they, or they, or they, re-draft, sophomore. Like,
1: they redraft like Vernon Golston. We're like, we right. don't get the Jets a decade ago, but we
2: think he can work no, out, they just, out they just draft Aaron Mabin again. They just,
0: right. Yeah. They just go <laughs> Aaron Mabin's back in the because hey, he never really had a professional career, if you think about it. Uh, so true. it'd be fair to yeah. draft him again. Okay, so Buffalo Bills, maybe next year. You can Google that. You can go onto your iTunes, anchor.fm backslash B Bills MNY. Bills will get you into the second longest running Buffalo Bills podcast in the country, in the world, um, in the history of the world, probably. Um, and so we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook uh, forward slash B Bills MNY. And we will talk to you next week after the Dolphins game probably in the new year so happy new year to all of our listeners we hope you have a safe and healthy and happy and prosperous new year and hopefully we'll have better football next year um but until then uh when we get into the dissection of this season in earnest uh thank you so much for listening my name is frank i'm scott (laughs) i'm paul good night everyone